Hi and welcome to Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. So in this episode I shall be discussing the The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies and then we shall be moving on to the first film of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Fellowship of the Ring. So just starting off with The Hobbit and The Battle of the Five Armies, this was the final film in the Hobbit trilogy. So I'm going to do a little bit of uh, investigative journalism as they say. <laughs> well I'm not a journalist, I'm not investigating. <laughs> So a little bit contradictory there. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to brief you on a few things that the about the entire Hobbit trilogy that you might not know. Now, obviously, we know that there were three films and they were adapted by from one book. But the book itself is not a very, very large novel or very long novel. It's relatively, it's relatively short. So what they did was they um, used portions of the appendices from the Return of the King book and they expanded on the themes and the storytelling from that as well as using The Hobbit. They also created a little bit of, um, used a bit of creative license to generate new characters and some new material to round the whole thing out and pad it out to uh, three films because as I say there wasn't three films worth of content in that first book. The, um, the screenplays were written by Fran Walsh uh, and also Philippa Boynes and uh, Jackson as well. The, um, the films came in at a budget of about $745 million in total, which is a colossal amount of money. And I'll get to the figures of what the original trilogy from the Lord of the Rings cost once I cover those in a future episode, so stay tuned. So with a budget of uh, $745 million, you're going to want a profit on that, and the trilogy itself did not disappoint, bringing in an estimated nearly $3 billion worldwide. So um, you've got to spend money to make money, as they say, you've got to speculate to accumulate. And they certainly done that with The Hobbit. Now, I think part of that is the draw of Peter Jackson because he understands the Tolkien lore, the Tol Tolkien ethos, and is a humongous Tolkien fan himself. Um, I'm not going to discuss the uh, Amazon TV series in this particular episode because we're talking about The Hobbit and Peter Jackson, not Amazon. So the cast included Martin Freeman, Ian McKellen and Richard Amigetti, Benedict Cumberbatch, brilliant as the voice for um, Smaug, Evergene uh, Lee, Lee Lilly, I'm always going to pronounce that wrong, Lee Pace, Luke Evans, James Nesbitt, um, another actor that was in The Hobbit which I really was impressed with and that was Sylvester McCoy, McCoy. Um, Brilliant. You can see why he was a great doctor in the 80s. He just carried off that, that particular part of Radagast really well. Ian Holm returned, Christopher Lee returned, Hugo Weaving, Elijah Wood, Orlando Broom, Bloom, Broom, he's now a Broom, not a Bloom, and Andy Serkis. Um, so yeah, the I don't know if you're aware of this, but the runtime of the films, again, is colossal. <laughs> so if we go for the, um, the theatrical releases so these are what put bums on seats in the cinema and this is how long you'd have to be sitting there to watch the entire film back to back and that would be 474 minutes which is quite a lot of your day gone just by watching three films however 
if you were to sit down and watch the extended editions of all three films, you're looking at 532 minutes and my brain's not working quick enough to figure out that in hours, but that's saying to me that is nearly uh, 10 hours just for those three films, the extended editions alone. Then you'd have to sit down and watch the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, extended editions on them as well, and they're around about 14 hours long. Um, so anyway, that's a brief summary and roundup of the Hobbit trilogy. And let's carry on with some more trivia from The Hobbit. Unlike the other movies set in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings Hobbit universe, the Battle of the Five Armies is the only film within the franchise, big screen franchise that is, that hasn't made any IMDb top 250 movie lists. So that could be uh, something to do with it not being well received by critics or fans. But I don't think it's actually a bad film. But if I'm honest, I probably wouldn't put it in my top 250 either. Out of the expansive cast and crew that were there for the making of The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, only two members of them were old enough to actually have been alive when the book was published in 1937. Sir Christopher Lee and Sir Ian Holm with Sir Christopher Lee being the only cast member out of the Middle-earth saga to have actually met the author, J.R.R. Tolkien, in person himself. It's a good thing in fantasy that elves don't age. Why do I say that? Well, for the simple fact that Lee Pierce, who played Thorodir, was actually two years younger than Orlando Bloom, who played Legolmus, Theodir's son. So there you go. If you want to get away with an age difference without any explaining, play an elf because they are immortal, they don't age, and in some cases they can have children two years before they're even born. Sir Ian McKellen and Kate Blanchett are the only two actors to appear in all six Middle-earth films, which is a good thing really because I think had Ian McKellen been playing any other character apart from a wizard, they would have had some sort of ageing process to go through and certainly explain his appearance in some sort of meaningful way. However, as he played a wizard, and Kate Blanchett played an elf, both characters can kind of get away with dropping themselves in and out of the franchise at any given time. Trailers are used in marketing and obviously publicising the movie, and sometimes you'll get a really good trailer and a really bad movie, sometimes you'll get a bad trailer and a really good movie, and sometimes, in the case of the Battle of the Five Armies, you'll get a trailer, or a couple of trailers, that contain so many scenes from the film that don't actually appear in the film. And that is the case for the Battle of the Five Armies. A lot of the footage that was shown in some of these trailers didn't make it to the final edit of the movie. Dominic McGagan, who portrayed Mary in the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, can be briefly seen as the film is drawing to a close. And this is the scene where Bilbo Baggins returned back to the Shire and a lot of his possessions are going up for auction. If you look closely, you'll see Mary in that group there. Right, so after the desolation of Smaug and obviously the Battle of the Five Armies and the original Hobbit film, The Unexpected Journey, brings us right up to date with what was the original trilogy. So it does get a bit complicated when there's sequels and prequels and then they go back in time and do all sorts of wondrous stuff. But at least they didn't make the story go back in time because that would just be ridiculous. Anyway, starting off where it all began, for Peter Jackson at least, and that is with The Fellowship of the Ring. Starring Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Virgo Mortensen, Sean Austin, Kate Blanchett, John Reef davis and Billy Boyd. 
as well as Orlando Bloom and um, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, Sean Austin, Ian Holm and Andy Serkis. Now I kind of felt a little bit sorry for Andy Serkis because he puts in such a performance for Gollum but you don't actually see him and he doesn't make his screen appearance in person until later on in the franchise but he was, I know Peter Jackson did try and push him or push the Academy to recognise his achievements as the characterisation that he gave Gollum but that just fell on the deaf ears at the time. The uh, the runtime, the cinematic runtime for this film was 178 minutes. That obviously got extended with the extended edition. I'm not going to mention the budget because all three films of the original trilogy were made together so it's saying that it had a budget of 93 million but <laughs> As I say, I'm not, I wouldn't pay too much attention to that figure until we do a roundup in the next episode of the podcast of budgets and stuff. However, one thing that they, I can say as an individual is that it did gross over $897 million at the box office. And to be honest, way back in um, 19, or sorry, way back in 2001 when it was released, yeah, I can see why it would gross such high numbers because... Let's face it, it is a masterpiece. The ending's a little bit cut short, but then we know that anyway, it's the first of three films. So that's a brief outline on the, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, and here are some trivia points from the movie that you didn't know. Now this one's not anything groundbreaking or unusual, and you probably know it already, so I'm gonna get it out of the way. And I've certainly mentioned it in one of my previous videos if you was paying attention. And that is that Christopher Lee is the only cast member of the Lord of the Rings sequel trilogy and Middle Earth saga that actually met uh, the author J.R.R. Tolkien in person. Moving on to something a little bit more unusual and not necessarily so well known and that is despite playing a dwarf John Reefs Davis and I think I've pronounced that correctly um, it was the tallest member of the cast he stood at six foot one inches tall or stands at six foot one inches tall so, uh, yeah, the tallest playing one of the shortest. Would have been interesting to see him crawling around as Gollum, though, wouldn't it? Six foot. Anyway, I digress. Virgo Mortensen is the type of bloke that I'd like to have a pint with down the pub. And I say that because he seems genuinely friendly, nice and grounded. He's not somebody who's got really famous and then decided that that's all that's important to him. And I'll give you this example as something that he's done as a kind gesture. Liv Tyler obviously played Arwen and she had a particular horse that she used for that character. Now what Virgo Mortensen done was he actually purchased that particular horse and then gave it to Liv Tyler's riding double, which was Jane Abbott. Now as an elf, I feel that Orlando Bloom plays the character really well and always lands on his feet. And I think an indication of him landing on his feet is also something that happened in real life. Just two days before he was due to finish drama school, he landed the role of Legolas, literally landing on his feet with uh, the acting career. Sticking with Orlando Bloom, he was such a star that he performed all of his own stunts, so a bit reminiscent there of Tom Cruise. And he actually walked away with the, uh, the souvenir for that because he broke a rib whilst doing one of his own stunts in the filming of the uh, Fellowship of the Ring. I think one of the unsung heroes of the entire story of The Lord of the Rings is Samwise Ganji, played by Sean Austin. Now, Sean Austin done a phenomenal job as the uh, sidekick to Frodo 
and believe it or not he actually gained 30 pounds just for this particular role so there you go he really did take it seriously and what a great job he did to be honest and there you go that's the uh, the fellowship of the ring in the next episode i shall be discussing the two towers and rounding up the trilogy or the sixth film in the series however you want to phrase it with the return of the king so what did you think of the uh, points i've made in this uh, podcast please leave a comment in the box below if you can leave a comment leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to me on on your favorite podcast and don't forget to subscribe while I've got your attention, I know it's all me, 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 um, but please check me out on YouTube and uh, TikTok as well under Sci-Fi Fans. And if you want to contact me directly, feel free. My uh, website is wayneblinko.com, W-A-Y-N-E-B-L-I-N-K-O. And uh, yeah, you can get in touch with me via my website. There's also information now where you can purchase my science fiction books that I'm writing at the moment. So um all I can say is thank you very much for your continued support. I really do appreciate it. I don't take anybody that follows me for granted at all because without you guys, this channel wouldn't be where it is now and the podcast wouldn't be what it is either. So thanks for your continued support. I hope you will continue to do so in the future. And uh, yeah, don't forget to come back next week for a roundup of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'll see you then. Bye. information in this podcast episode is researched by myself, Wayne Blinko. I use various websites such as IMDB or official websites from actors, films or film studios. Thank you very much.